I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Tonight, what I'm going to talk to you about is the application of the art of intercession with an emphasis on praying for the lost or praying for someone who's an unbeliever. But before we do, I just want to quickly review some of the things that we've gone over in the last couple of weeks. We talked about how prayer assignments and prayer alerts come. How do they come? They come with a knowing. They come with an inner witness. They come through the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. They come to us in in different vehicles. They can come as a word. They can come in a dream. They can come in a vision. These prayer alerts, these prayer assignments, okay? They can come to us. We might have like a grieving in our spirits. We're grieved in our spirits, and we don't always know why. And, And that's the Holy Spirit. Spirit giving us an alert saying something's wrong, something's not right. And instead of ignoring the Holy Spirit, what we need to do is take heed to what he is trying to impart to us and go into the place of prayer, shut the door and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost specifically until we get the mind of God and understand why is he giving me this grieving in my spirit. Sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. The Bible says we know in part, We prophesy in part, but thank God for the part that we know. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He wants us to have success in our prayers. He wants the kingdom of God to be built in the earth. The Holy Spirit is here to help us pray, to help us build the kingdom. So if you get a grieving in your spirit, especially if it's accompanied with a picture of someone that you know, like you see that person face or you get a grieving in your spirit about something in regards to our nation take it to prayer that is the holy spirit giving you enlightenment instruction saying alert 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 there is something going on you see you are the temple the very sanctuary of the holy spirit so the place where these alerts come and the place where these prayer assignments come we said last week is in your heart in your spirit Spirit, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly, and he will give us these alerts on the inside of us. Okay, so we need to take heed to that and not ignore the Holy Ghost. I also believe that the Spirit of God is also saying to us that as that that as this prayer movement continues to gain momentum, more and more and more and more of the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in operation. So look for them. Not only look for them, my friends, you know, the Bible says we're to covet earnestly the gifts of the Spirit. If you read Corinthians, the Bible says crave them, covet them, desire them. Why? Because they're the weapons of our warfare. They help us to know things that are hidden. Doesn't the Bible say that the God said everything that is hidden will come to the light? That's why this book that I read 
Seven days with the rich, which brought so much enlightenment to me as a prayer warrior because I learned that these people who are operating in the realm of darkness, that they have, um, they have understanding of the realm of the spirit. They have understanding and knowledge. How much more should you and I have revelation, understanding? and knowledge of what is going on in the realm of the spirit so that we can effectively help our loved ones, so that we can effectively build the kingdom, so that we can effectively be prayer warriors. God does not want us to be in the dark. God wants anything hidden to be revealed. Okay, so let's believe God for the gifts of the spirit to be in manifestation in our prayer closets, in our everyday walk with God. And, and let's just, just, just ask him for an increase. Why don't we just do it right now, right now, right in the middle. Heavenly Father, we just come before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would increase the universal church, the church of Jesus Christ as a whole, the universal church. Father, we ask that you would increase us in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. We covet earnestly that the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation in our prayer closets, in our prayer times, so that we would know the things that are hidden in the realm of the Spirit, the word of wisdom wisdom, the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits. We ask father and we agree together, all of us on this, uh, 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 media time tonight. We agree together for an increase in these gifts in Jesus name. Okay. These prayer alerts and prayer assignments can come in a scripture. I had that happen multiple, multiple times. You know, the spirit and the word, they agree. So the Holy Spirit can give you a scripture and he can give you enlightenment through that scripture so that you understand, wow, I understand what I need to pray for on the behalf of that person or that city or that nation. For me personally, one, I, I remember one time I, I laid hands, one of many times, I laid hands on my daughter, Danielle, and because I would always pray over my kids at night and I would lay hands on her one night and I heard on the inside of me, everybody say on the inside of me, where does God speak? God speaks on the inside of you. Where did you hear it, Margie? On the inside of me. That's why we need to be God conscious, God focused, tune into our inner man, be tuned into the voice of the Holy Spirit. I heard on the inside of me, I heard on the inside of me I, I, about the scripture out of, I think it's Matthew 6. Six, where it says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow has anxieties of its own and not to worry. Consider the birds of the air and so on and so forth. If God takes care of them, how much more will he take care of you? And I heard that scripture when I was praying over my daughter and I stopped. And just the fact that I had that scripture, I had understanding and I had, I believe that was in a, a type of word of knowledge that she was worrying and she had a lot of anxiety that she was dealing with. Now, how did you know that? I didn't know that by natural knowledge. I knew that by the spirit, by the Holy Spirit, giving me enlightenment through a scripture. So look for God to give you scriptures. Those scriptures are little nuggets of truth to show you things to come, to show you what's going on in the realm of the spirit. Why? So you can pray about it, pray against it, speak the word over it. We're going to get into the application in a minute. So God can give you a scripture. We've said this over and over and over. 
God will give you a dream or a vision, you know, and sometimes we're walking around, we have so many things going on, and God says, all right, now they're sleeping, now I got them quiet, now he's going to download a dream, and that's found in Job 33, 14, and 15. A heaviness in your spirit, if you have a heaviness in your spirit, um, that's a sign from God, you need to take that to prayer, okay? Now, a strong love, this is the last of the prayer alerts, and when I was thinking about this particular prayer alert, God kept saying to me, you need to really emphasize this particular prayer alert tonight, a strong love. What does it mean when you have a strong love? It means you're just walking around or, or whatever you're doing, you're minding your own business and all, and suddenly or gradually what rises up from within you is a love for a particular individual. Okay, it's a love. Now we know Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It, it's that love. It's the love of the Spirit rises up and you love this person. And it's not just a natural love. It's a love that's accompanied with an even stronger love than human love or even motherly love or any kind of love that this world has. It's the God kind of love. And you sense that love rising up within you for a particular individual. Well, what is that? That's a prayer alert. That's a prayer assignment. Because God is telling you, I love this person with an everlasting love. And this person is in need of prayer. And we in the natural don't know what's going on. And we in the natural have nothing to give them. But God says, I want to do something for them. I want you to call upon me because I desire to do some great and mighty things on the behalf of that person that you have a love for. I want to strengthen them. I want to undergird them. I want to work a work in them that if it were told them, it would be like a dream. And I believe I'm prophesying to somebody. I believe that the reason why the Holy Spirit kept talking to me about this Strong love prayer alert is because some of you have been sensing um, uh, a strong love for particular individuals. And what God wants you to do is he, he doesn't want you to just get on the phone and call them and talk to them. He wants you to take what you have on the inside of you, that love, okay? And he wants you to channel it in prayer, okay? Channel it in prayer greater love has no man than this that a man would lay down his life for his friend the bible says jesus said that and then we know that he said that the bible says he came to the earth as an intercessor so the greatest um way we can love that person and minister to that person yes is to call them but how about laying down our lives and taking that love that we have for them and, and, and channeling it in prayer? Those are the moments, my friends, where you begin to yield to the spirit of love, that spirit of grace and supplication that flows in that river of love. Those are the times where you will begin to enter into greater depths of prayer because it'll be the kind of prayer that is you are moved with compassion and that compassion will give birth to miracles on the behalf of that person. So when you begin to sense that love permeating and that love rising up on the inside, instead of just calling them or making a pie for them, or doing something for them, which is good, 
you know, it's good to do things for people because the Bible says, you know, if you have the love of God in you and you shut up your bowels of compassion, if you see that person has a need, then that's not love. Sure, we got to do things for people, but how about praying for them? The greatest act of love we could do for anybody is to pray for them. And as I read this tonight and today, the Holy Ghost really dealt with me because the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, Margie, he said, how about that person that is like brother or, or sister sandpaper that keeps rubbing you the wrong way? How about them? They're your enemy. I want you to begin to pray for your enemy. You may not feel love for them, but it is the greatest act of love you could do for them. So if you don't feel love for somebody, if you want to stir up the love, begin to pray for that person because you will begin to see them the way God sees them. And God sees the, those people who, who are hurt, hurting you. He sees them as fearfully and wonderfully made. Did you know, my friends, that hurting people hurt people? So if you see that, that, that this person is, is in need of prayer and generally hurting people are, I want to encourage you, just do it. You know, lay down your flesh and say, you know what? I'm going to do what the Bible says. The Bible says that I'm to love my enemies, pray for my enemies, bless those that curse me. I am going to do what the Bible says. But we're talking about that love that's there. Now, if you don't have love for your enemy, you know, you can stir it up. The Bible says stir up the gift of God that's in you. You know, you, you don't, you can stir up the, you can stir up the love. How do you stir up the love? You stir up the love by praying for that person that hurt you, that persecuted you. You can stir it up because again, you will begin to see that person the way God sees them. And God sees that person's heart. Man looks on the outward and man sees what people do do and act and act out and so on and so forth. But God looks on the heart. And when you begin to pray for that person, you are going to begin to see them the way God sees them. And I just heard it in my spirit. Prayer for another is forgiveness in action. That deserves a little thumbs up. Prayer for another is forgiveness in action. So I just want to encourage you to follow after love if you have that burden already. And if you don't, I want to encourage you to stir up the love of God, especially if it's for an enemy. Now, let me just share with you some things that used to happen to me. I would be in a, I, the churches that I've been a member of, if I would be sitting there and the pastor, for, exa for example, would be preaching and teaching the word of God. If I, re if I suddenly began to get like a supernatural love rising up within me, not just an appreciation for the man or the woman of God that was preaching, not just an appreciation, not just the fact that I was receiving from them, but if I began to sense an inner stirring and a love for that person, that strong kind of love, I learned by experience that my leader, my ministry leader needed prayer. You see, your ministry leader will not always tell you when they need prayer. But if you begin to get a love for your ministry leader while they're preaching or while they're doing something online or if you see a post that they post and you begin to get a love for them, that is a prayer assignment. Follow after love and you are following after God. Okay? Let's go on. Now, we're talking about act activating 
Let me see what my title is. The application of the art of intercession. So we want to start getting into how to pray. So, but before we do, where do we begin? Okay, this is where we begin. Number one, I want you to understand the fact that you're listening to these teachings, you're listening to this word. You may not know this, but spiritual things are transferable. The Apostle Paul said, I have come that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. There is something of the measure of what I carry that through my words and through this teaching and just hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God, there's something that is being imparted unto you. So you're receiving a greater depth of wisdom and revelation, but you are also receiving a fresh anointing in the place of prayer. I have many things to share with you. We have some things coming out and I'm very excited. We've been believing God for a fresh movement of prayer and part of the fulfillment of our own prayers is doing this teaching. And so as we teach, God is imparting unto you a fresh uh, revelation and a fresh anointing of prayer. So we're beginning with this new anointing. Number two, where do we begin? We begin by being doers of the word and not hearers only. We're hearing all this teaching. This is very exciting. Everybody's sharing. We're, you know, people are, you know, logging on. It's really, it's going all over the world. Well, that's great. It's really great, but that's not, that's not the end goal. The goal is to teach the world how to pray and for people to be doers of it and not hearers only. So that means you, be, you need to begin to step into what God is teaching us through these messages. Where do we begin? Number three, James 4, 8 says, draw near unto God. And he said, I will draw near to you. You set yourself to be an intercessor. You set yourself to be a man and a woman of prayer. And I guarantee you, God will meet you. The Bible says, I sought for a man among them that would stand in the gap and put up the hedge. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro the whole earth to just to show himself strong through a person. He's searching for intercessors. He wants to flow through intercessors. So as you begin to draw near to God and say yes to the call to prayer, God is going to draw near to you and he's going to bring you in heights and depths and places of prayer that you've never been before. Now, we're going to talk about this another time, and I'm already receiving the burden of the message. We're going to, at some point, teach you how to pray, specifically how to develop the prayer habit, how to become intimate with Jesus. But we have to stay on course here and finish this assignment. So we begin by drawing near to God, and he said, I will draw near to you. Number two, Understand the benefits of you answering the call to prayer. Okay, what are the benefits? I don't know if we have talked about this. I don't believe we have. We said in John 15 that the greatest act of love that we could do is to be an intercessor. Okay, Isaiah 59, 16. He, Jesus said, he said, this is my commandment. He said that you love one another as I've loved you. I came as an intercessor. This is my commandment. The, the greatest commandment that you and I have as believers is what is the commandment of love to walk in love. It is the fulfillment of the law, the commandment 
of love. And Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, if you go into Deuteronomy chapter 28, we're not going to obviously read it tonight, the whole thing, but I just want to read you what it says here in Deuteronomy, the first two verses. Now it shall come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So God was saying to them in Deuteronomy 28, it's, there's several multiple scriptures. He said, if you obey all my commandments, he said, all of these blessings will come upon you and they will overtake you. Okay, so what are you saying, Marty? What I'm saying is when you walk as an intercessor and you begin to bear the burdens of the weak and not to please yourself and you begin to intercede on the behalf of others, God's saying you are operating in the highest law that there is, my highest commandment and that is the law of love and automatically all the blessings of God, are you listening? I can feel the Holy Ghost will come upon you and overtake you. You talk about grace. This is grace. We are operating in the law of love and God saying all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You will be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Blessed will be the fruit of your womb, the, the increase of your cattle, your cats, your dogs, whatever you, whatever the case may be. You will be blessed in everything you set your hand to do. There are laws that are set in motion when you make a commitment that you are going to be a woman, a man of prayer specifically, please understand this, the prayer of intercession, okay? Job 42.10, it says in Job 42.10 that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed, when, it, when did that happen? When he prayed for his friends. Not only, think about it, what the Holy Ghost said earlier, not only was that forgiveness in action because he prayed for his friends, but the Bible says he turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. He was operating in the highest law of love. And then the scripture goes on to say, and God gave Job twice as much as he had before. Glory to God. Sometimes I was thinking today, why, oh, why, oh, why am I so blessed? I am so blessed exceedingly, abundantly, above all I could ask, hope, dream, or des desire because I have decided I am going to be an intercessor. I have decided I'm going to set the law of love in motion. I have decided I'm going to teach people how to pray and just multiply, multiply, multiply. You want to be a blessed man and woman? I am telling you, be an intercessor. Choose this day who you will serve. And God says, you serve me with clean hands and a pure heart. I have some surprises for you. Okay? Let's keep going. So, in order to uh, apply the uh, art of intercession, we have to know the promises. Okay? 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask, Anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, 
We know that we have the petitions we desire of him. So we have to know his will. His will is found in his word. And specifically, we're going to talk about praying for the lost, praying for the unsaved. So we have to know what all the promises of God are in, in, in how we, we, we pray for the lost. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the scripture says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, God's will is found in his word. And this is very important when we talk about prayer because sometimes people pray the problem over and over and over and over and they think that's intercession. That's not intercession. That's praying your way into a rut. That's praying in doubt and unbelief. That's just praying yourself into discouragement. Praying the word of God and the will of God is the way to get answers to your prayers. That's really good. Praying the will of God and the word of God is the way to get prayer results, specifically in the prayer of intercession. Now, Romans 1, 16, the will of God is the word of God. That word salvation, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. That word salvation is the Greek word soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And that word means more than salvation. That word means healing, safety, deliverance, and soundness. So when you intercede on the behalf of your loved ones or whoever it is that you're praying for, you have to know the will of God. You have to know that it's God's will that they be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You have to know and understand that it's God's will that they be healed because Jesus bore their infirmities and carried all their sicknesses and by the stripes he bore their healed. You have to know that it's God's will that they be set free and delivered because the spirit of the Lord wants to set the captives free. You have to know what the Bible says about your prayer assignment. It is very important. Okay. Now, specifically, it's God's will that, that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Acts 16, 31 says, believe in the Lord and you will be saved and your household. You know what that means, my friends? That means all of them. I would, Jesus said, God said, I would that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. There's not, there's not one person that is too hard for Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace does so much more abound. You think about Saul when he was on the road to Damascus. You couldn't have gotten a more choleric, hard-hearted guy on a mission thought he was doing the work of God like Saul. And I'm telling you, it looked like an impossible situation. He was persecuting the church. He was killing people. He was on a mission to destroy the kingdom of God. But you know what? What happened? I guarantee you that all, it doesn't say it specifically in the book of Acts, but they, the early church they were men and women of prayer. They continued steadfastly at the, with the apostles' doctrine. And the scripture says, not just doctrine and teaching, but in prayers. And so the scripture goes on and on and on of the results of their prayers. I believe 
that they, that doesn't say it specifically, I speak by permission, not by commandment, by opinion. I believe they had to be praying for Saul. They had to be believing God for freedom and deliverance from this man that was persecuting the church. And what happened? I've never said this before. This is new, new revelation is coming right out of my mouth. See what happens when we all gather together like this? We just draw on the anointing. I believe they were praying for, for Paul, for Saul. And what happened? The Bible says Saul's, you know, minding his own business, going his own way, doing his own thing. And what happened? The Bible says a light shine knocked him over and he became blind. And Jesus appears to him or speaks to him audibly and says, Saul, hey, yo, Saul, what's up? Why are you persecuting me? Are you listening? I mean, God spoke to him in an audible voice. And you know the story. Paul, Saul becomes Paul. He gets saved. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. He's a mighty man of God. He was used mightily in the church. Well, what about that person you're praying for in your household? You believe that person's too hard for God? Well, where sin abounds, grace does so much more abound. I keep getting this over and over, and I got to go with the Holy Spirit. I just keep getting, you got to keep praying and don't faint. Jesus said men ought to always pray and not faint. Don't faint. As a matter of fact, they get worse sometimes before they get better. And then look what happened with Saul. He becomes Paul. Suddenly, the Bible says, he was struck down and God visited him. He had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And then look at the fruit of his life. So you never know what's going to happen. So that person that you think is impossible, nothing is impossible to God. All things are possible to believing, prevailing prayer. So Psalms 2.8 says, ask for the heathen. Ask, another translation says nations. But ask for the heathen. They're your inheritance and in the uttermost parts of the world. They are your possession. Okay, so let's go on. Let's talk about. The application of the art of intercession. As usual, we didn't get that far. Number one, how do you pray the prayer of intercession? 1 Corinthians 14, 15. The scripture says, I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with my understanding also. You pray with your understanding, and we'll talk about that some more. We pray the word, and then you pray in the spirit. Now, notice this scripture says, I will pray. There's times you get prayer alerts. There's times you get prayer assignments. There's times you have that inner knowing, that grieving, that love. And then there's times you don't have nothing. Well, what about it? Well, you make a decision. I will pray. Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, enter into your closet. I will pray. So the way we pray, the prayer of intercession is by an act of our will, we make a decision. We are going to pray for that particular person, for that particular city, for that particular need. We are making a decision. We are going to do it. Okay. I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. Okay. Now let's talk about praying with our understanding let's move into this what do we do when we pray with our understanding we take their need the person's need to the promises of God which are all yes and amen God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent what he has spoken he's saying yes 
and amen. I will make it good. I just need somebody to agree with what I have already spoken. I need somebody to agree with what I have already decreed. I need somebody to agree with me and pray it through to victory on the behalf of this person, place, thing, or whatever it is you're praying for. Okay? Uh, the scripture said, let's wait, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Take their need to the promise in the word of God. Agree with the word. I already said this. I'll say it again. Not the problem. We said it before. We'll say it again. Don't pray the problem over and over and over and over. Lord, my child is backslid. Lord, my child. Lord, my child. Worried. I'm worried about my child. Lord, I'm worried, worried, worried. Don't pray worry prayers. Pray prayers of faith. What is a prayer of faith? You pray the word of God. You take their need to take the need to the word of God. You agree with God said in his word. And that's what you present before the throne room of grace. You lay one hand on that unsaved person. You lay one hand on God. And you present the word of God before the throne room of grace. And the scripture says the word of God will not return void. It will prosper in the thing whereunto it is sent. God said I will hasten my word to perform it. The scripture says, so shall my word go be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So you lay one hand on that lost person, one hand on God, and you pray the word of God. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from the destruction of the enemy. Matthew 8, 8, the centurion said to Jesus, I know you're a man under authority. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. We as men and women of God, as intercessors, we are the ones that have the authority. When we speak the word of God, our children, our grandchildren, the people we are praying for, the unsaved, they will receive from the throne of God. Let me look a scripture up because I couldn't wait to share this with you. Job 22. It says here, verse 26. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer unto him and he will hear you. He hears you. So don't act like he doesn't hear you. He hears you. Just pray his word. Don't pray worry prayers. And you will pay your vows. You shall also decree a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. When they cast you down, you say exaltation will come. He will save the humble person. He will even deliver the one who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered by the purity of your hands. Let me read you out of the Amplified. Then you will have delight in the Almighty. You will lift up your face to God. You will pray to him and he will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will also decree 
and decide a thing. Who is decreeing and who is deciding? You, my brother and sister. You who have a covenant with God. You who are blood washed because of Jesus Christ. You who are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have a covenant with God. But a person who is not saved, who is not born again, is not joined to the Lord and is not one spirit with him. They don't have a covenant with God. But we, as covenant-keeping believers, we can do something on their behalf. Think about you know, Abraham, when he stood before the Lord on the behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah, he stood on his covenant with God and God didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for the sake of, I don't know how many it was, 10 righteous, because God was going in, he was going to destroy everything. But God, because of Moses, because of Abraham's covenant and him standing on his covenant, God spared the righteous that were within this city. You and I are under a better covenant covenant based upon better promises. If God said you will be saved and your household, then God said yes and amen. Just pray, stand, use your covenant rights. It shall surely come to pass. It says you will decide and decree a thing and it will be established for you and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Now, here we go. When you are cast down and humbled, you will speak with confidence and the humble person he will lift up and save. Ready for this? He will even rescue the one for whom you intercede who is not innocent and he will be rescued by the cleanness of your hands. So you lay one hand on that person, one hand on God, you decide, you decree the word of God, you speak the word of God over them, and they will be delivered. Why? Because of the cleanness of your hands. Hebrews 4.12, when you pray the word over that unsaved person, Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God goes into the realm of the spirit, right? We said that. Listen to this. The word of God is an incorruptible seed. It is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It goes into the realm of the spirit and it affects that person you are praying for. The word of God is spirit and it is light. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word like fire and like a hammer? That breaks, another translation says, smashes a rock in pieces. So when you pray the word, it smashes that hard heart into pieces. It smashes the hearts of those people into pieces. It causes the hearts of their ground to be tilled and ready to receive with meekness the engrafted word. So we're going to go ahead and close. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my listener. I pray, Father God, that you would be, continue to open up their eyes and open up their hearts, that you continue to, to uh, that I pray for this prayer movement, Father, that it'll continue to gain momentum. I see many, 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 many lost going into the valley of decision. And I see it like Jude 120. When we pray for them, we are literally snatching them up out of the darkness and bringing them into the kingdom of light. I pray, Father, that we would see as you see, love as you love, and have a heart for your people as you have a heart for your people. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. And we
Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.